This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. From the Kansas City 17, he's got a first and 10. He gets the snap. He fakes the handoff. He gets a block from his left tackle. Here's a four-man rush. Looks long. Line drive. End zone. Caught. Drunkowski. Back in the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady has just thrown his second touchdown pass tonight to Rob Gronkowski. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Continue with the number hour number two of BetQL Daily, part of the BetQL Network. Cody Decker here with Joe G. Joining the show is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbook don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. You can also hear Brian with Jason LaConfora on Baldy's Breakdowns with new episodes out every week. Just search Baldy on the Odyssey app wherever you find your podcast. Baldy, thank you so much for joining us. What do you got today, baby? Well, I mean, we're counting down the days, aren't we, until uh, we fire up the engines here. I think I think the Cowboys are reporting uh, maybe today or tomorrow. I know they'll be practicing on Sunday up in Oxnard, so uh, it won't be long before we start hearing calls like you just uh, led with here to get me here. It's uh, it's 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 time to pad up and let's get going. Baldy, we heard from uh, Jerry Jones yesterday talking as the Cowboys open camp and uh, look, there's expectations again. Year two, Mike McCarthy, Micah Parsons, the first round pick, new defensive coordinator. Baldy, your, your thoughts on the Cowboys as they enter the second year of the McCarthy program? A weird year last year. They lose Dak, and then it was almost like you know they're out of sight, out of mind, even though they were competitive with Andy Dalton. Do you expect the Cowboys to be a good team this year, year two under Mike McCarthy? Well, they're going to be better because the offense is going to be really good. Uh, you know, they're going to get their two starting offensive tackles back. They played with backup tackles all year. Zach Martin is back. I mean, they'll be better offensively. Um, but they have to be because I don't think just the, the change of coordinators, uh, you know, on defense right now, bringing in Dan Quinn and letting Mike Nolan go is is just the answer. I mean, they've got a lot of young players that they're going to have to count on. You never know how quickly they can gel. But it all starts up front with their defensive front. And you can't tell me that what they're going to field right now is a bona fide defensive front. I mean, this is the home of doomsday. And there's nothing about doomsday that, uh, you know, you can make make out of what they're going to field with their defensive line right now. Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, he got paid three years ago. I haven't seen much of him in the last two years. And he might be the best of all of them up front. You know, with this Cowboys team, and you mentioned the defensive side getting young and still probably not up to snuff, but looking throughout the rest of that division, is there another team in that division that immediately, you know, jumps out at you that they can compete with this offense that the Cowboys do have? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the Washington football team is a good football team. I think they're doing every everything right. I mean, you can you can pick apart, you know, Fitzpatrick all you want, but the fact is, is that they have a really good team around him, and he knows it. And so his job is to go out there and make sure the defense does their thing because I think they're going to be outstanding. They might be the best defense in football, and that's going to be some great matchups. Washington's defense and Dallas's offense, you know, and can Dallas score? Because Washington, look, Chase Young is the predator. He was the defensive rookie of the year last year on defense. He's only going to get better. And if you bring in, you know, a, a legitimate top-flight cornerback in William Jackson and, yeah, Jamie Davis, I, I expect this defense to be very good. I expect them to be the favorites to win the division. And I think Dallas has to go through Washington to, to get that division. Baldy, uh, we talked earlier about the Bucs. They, they come back and bring almost everyone back from last year's team, which is pretty remarkable. It does not happen in the NFL. Rarely happens with champions for everyone to come back. The Bucs got hot after Thanksgiving. They went on a run. What kind of season are you expecting from them this year? Year two, Tom Brady. Do you think they pick up where they left off and, and kind of dominate this conference? Or, or are you looking at more of a team like last year where they're good, playoff team, but it's not a, you know a total domination all season? Well, I mean, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, first of all, the Saints aren't going to be as good, and they beat the Bucks twice last year. Um, you know, I just don't think the quarterback situation is what it what it has been with Drew Brees for 15 years. And so, I think the Bucks are going to be favorite in that division, um, favorite to win the division, which is going to get them a home playoff game. Uh, you know, they they took half the season to figure things out, then they got Antonio Brown. Back in the second half of the season, he put up big numbers the second half of the season and in the in the Super Bowl. So, you know, I expect that team to be very, very good. They returned their starting five offensive line. I had them graded as the third best offensive line of football a year ago, and that was with the rookie tackle who was outstanding and Tristan Wirfs. They bring all those guys back. And so they're well coached on defense. You know, the unusual thing about the Bucks returning this year, guys, are you know, not only do they bring all their starters back, which doesn't guarantee anything, but they bring all their coaches back. Normally when a team wins the Super Bowl and, you know, you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose your coordinators, you're going to lose coaches. Uh, I always think it's more difficult to replace great coaches than great players. And Todd Bowles comes back with that side of the ball and Bruce Arians on the offensive side brings everybody back. I mean, I think they're, um, they're loaded for bear to come back and, be the first team that I think have a real legitimate shot at repeating. Wow. Well, I mean, sticking with the NFC South, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about earlier about the Falcons, but I, a team that does intrigue me is the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule's second year. What is it going to take for them to actually compete in this division, or is there just no chance of them competing in this division this season? Well, I, I think Carolina's going to compete. I mean, if you just look at, I've known Matt Rule since he, you know, got the job at Temple you know, 10 years ago. And, you know, you look at the arc of every team at Baylor, at Temple, and I think what you're going to see this year is in the second year, you're going to see the team take off. And if you just look at them, I mean, they're building this thing brick by brick. They just, you know, gave Taylor Moten a big contract. He started 48 straight games for him, outstanding player. Brian Burns, outstanding young players. Derek Brown, I mean, you look at how they're building it. McCaffrey coming back healthy. Um you know, a lot depends on, you know, how Sam plays a quarterback. But I, I believe that the team around the quarterback is getting better. 
And I think Matt's building this thing brick by brick right now. They've got a solid foundation. Um, they've got a lot of really good young players. And it's a question of coming together. And I think Matt's the perfect guy to build it in the lead. So I, I don't think they're ready to, to overtake Tampa by any stretch. But I think they'll be very competitive with New Orleans, you know, with Atlanta, and in the games against Tampa this year. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider, joining us here on BetQL Daily. Uh, Brian, the big injury already, even before camp's open, Cam Akers, the running back, uh, second year back for the the Los Angeles Rams, goes down. Look at them. They're 12-1 they're to 1 to win the Super Bowl, tied for the, with the Bills for the third best odds. How big of an injury is Cam Akers going down? I think it's huge. And you can say you can go out and find yourself, you know, an Alfred Morris, and you go out and you find yourself running backs, you know, James Robinson, like, Jacksonville did, but you know, Devin, I, I just don't see it. I think he was a real big part of their second, you know, half push. He was a big part of their playoff win against Seattle last year. Um, you know, the Rams are an unusual team in that they are a star built team. About half of their salary cap goes to Matt Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald. I mean, their resources go into their stars, and Cam Akers. It was a rising star at that position. And, you know, when Todd Gurley was healthy, that offense was cooking. And it was cooking last year when Cam Akers got going. And I just think it's a big loss. You know, they're the only team in the league that doesn't have a first-round pick on the offense outside of the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback has to be outstanding, and the running back really helped them and would help them this year. I, I think it's a devastating loss in addition to losing both coordinators and their offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer, this year. Baldy, I need your help on something. And it's actually a very big personal matter, specifically because I'm, I'm you know, co-hosting this week with Joe G here, and we have a blood feud over one person. And it's over who I think is a terrible quarterback and he just can't get enough of. Do you think Kirk Cousins is actually the guy that can lead the Minnesota Vikings deep into the playoffs and potentially to a Super Bowl? Because I'm inclined to say, no, never, 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 Joe G. No, I, I think Kirk Cousins is doing he's doing better. We won a playoff game two years ago. They were the ninth-fifth offense in football. A year ago, they would have gotten to the postseason. The defense completely fell apart. They can't, he can't play defense also the offense is going to be dynamic uh the offense line has been upgraded uh Dalvin Cook is is one of the three best running backs in all football Justin Jefferson Adam Thiel I mean they're going to be really good on offense just question of how quickly can Mike Zimmer get this defense back up to speed and look we don't know what's going on with number 12 in Green Bay but if he misses any period of time I mean I'm putting the Vikings as my favorite to win that division and Kirk Cousins, you know, if they do that, we'll have a home playoff game at U.S. Bank, which, you know, which should be a, a horn's nest for anybody to go up there to try and play. Baldy, the thing about the Vikings, it, it feels like they, they kind of have these alternating years, right? Like they, they're good, then they're not so good. The defense was bad last year. I'm with you on them if if Rodgers doesn't show up. But what's your feeling on the Rodgers situation right now, Baldy? We, we heard the other day he turned down a contract extension. Uh, when you picture week one, Packers Saints, do you do you think Rodgers under center? I do, despite all the pushback about what you're hearing right now. And, you know, some of the sound bites that have been kind of released from different people over the last couple of days. I, I believe that I don't believe that 
Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekinds is going to trade Aaron Rodgers before the season. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is going to sit out and miss an opportunity to, to get back to the third straight NFC championship game and get over it. And I do contend that part of the reason why he had his best season of his career last year was because of the tension that exists between him and the team. I think it got him to just focus and just show everybody just how good he is and how underappreciated he might be. And that kind of tension can be a good thing uh, with a quarterback who's 37 years old. Um, it may not be you know, uh, paradise. It might not be the utopian formula, but it got the best out of Aaron Rodgers last year. And I think his, I think he's going to be under center week one. I, I, I've been saying it all year long. Maybe I'm reading it all wrong. And maybe I don't really have the pulse of Aaron Rodgers. Not many people seem to do, but I believe he'll be under center week one. Staying in that division, a team that really, really intrigues me right now, and it's a team that I've kind of, I don't know, accidentally adopted over this last couple of years, and that's the Chicago Bears. Um, what is it going to take for them to get over the hump? Because, you know, you mentioned that you already kind of have the Vikings as a, as a favorite, and we know what Green Bay is going to bring to the table, but the Bears is, to me, just always a wild card in that division. What, are, what, what is it going to take for them to compete? Well, the defense can be very good, especially with Eddie Goldman coming back. I mean, they're you know, that front, that defensive front of theirs is, is almost as good as anybody in football. They're going to keep in a lot of games. Akeem Hicks and Robert Quinn and Khalil and Roquan. I mean, that's a good group. Um, you know, offensively, they got to, like, join the 21st century here. You know, I mean, they, you can't just – I mean, it, it just looks awful some Sundays. And to me, like, I don't – I just don't believe – that Justin Fields is gonna it was drafted where he was and just sit and watch Andy Dalton play. I just don't believe it. Like I just think it's a matter of time before Justin Fields gets on the field. And they need and have always needed, I don't know, go back to wherever. They they needed a, a dynamic player at that position. And I know Matt Nagy could draw up plays and draw up offense. They need a dynamic quarterback to execute it. And I believe Justin Fields I don't think you're going to get through six games without seeing him as a starting quarterback in Chicago. Wow. Let's see. Do you think he's ready? Do you think he's ready? I mean, rookie quarterbacks, sometimes Baldy, they're not ready. Sometimes they are. The only way to get ready is to play. And so I, I thought he was the second best quarterback coming out after Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you, you could draft Zach Wilson, all the other stuff that happened. To me, Justin Fields was almost neck and neck with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, athletically, He's second to none. Arm strength, all that stuff, second to none. And then, you know, what he did at Ohio State can't be diminished. I know it's Ohio State and there's great players everywhere, but he was a dynamic player. I mean, that that victory against Clemson, um, you know, you throw six touchdowns in a playoff game, you know, like like that's not an accident. That that's like that's talent. And so I don't know, like, you know, they're gonna give him a chance to compete, like I would. Like, let them, let, let's find out. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes sat for a year and all that. I understand that. Um, but Kansas City was a playoff team with Alex Smith. Um, that's the only example you can find where City really benefited a player. It, it, like, bring out another example for me. Like, you know, put these guys on the field and let them play. I mean, the clock is ticking. you got five years to go win a Super Bowl with these guys on rookie contracts. The sooner you get them on the field, the, the better your chances are of winning a Super Bowl. 
He's Odyssey expert Brian Baldinger. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today, Baldy. This has been great stuff. I cannot wait for this NFL season, and thank you so much for joining us on BetQL Daily today. You got it. Anytime. Enjoy, guys. Appreciate it. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. You can also hear Brian with Jason Lacanfora on Baldy's Breakdowns with new episodes out every week. Just search Baldy on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Coming up, we're going to talk about the guys who never put your money on. Chris Paul, is he at the top of the list? Probably. We're going to talk about it right here on BetQL Daily right after this. 